0: Um, by the 1520s and 30s, Jews start moving in. Uh, refugees from the Spanish expulsion, Jews from Amsterdam, uh, they, they make Aliyah. And uh, Hebron starts to develop a beautiful Torah community. In 16 in 1629, uh, the Chesed Lavram Shul opened up right here. Uh, it would be built and rebuilt over the uh, and renovated over the, over the ages, uh, later that century, the, the holy community of Chevron would be visited in 1666 by an interesting an interesting personality. Would come and captivate everybody uh, into following him. Shabtai <laughs> 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 Tzvi. <laughs> he took he the Chevron community went with him. They thought he was he was Messiah. <laughs> Shabtai <laughs> Uh Even holy Jews fell for it. And, um, and, and then Hebron took on a whole personality, took, took on its own, its own kind of, uh, its own unique kind of flavor, its own personality. Um, also around the same time, um, a student of Rav Chaim Vital and the Ariza, the Rashi's Chochva, uh, moves to Chevron, And that brings a whole Kabbalistic element to the mix. So you have, you have a lot of holy Jews. <laughs> a lot of holy Jews. So confused. We're living here. Um, the legend is, the legend is, is that um, during this period, during the 1600s, um, we're not the only people to be visited by plague. If you look a little bit in history, you see the plagues were pretty, pretty common, pretty normal. They happen all the time in our history. and uh, We endure great hardship. In this plague, a lot of people in Hebron died. Many more left. and it was it was it was a plague of cholera in this event, and uh, cholera was pretty pretty devastating and common. And there was a terrible—that's what the Mr. Berurah talks about when he says you should put masks on oh, during so the plague, cholera plague. And the um, it was heading on towards Yom Kippur when the, the remaining members of the community looked around and realized we just with the, with the last the last person who passed away they just lost their minion and going in Yom Kippur you're stranded out here in Hebron it's not like you have other Jewish communities nearby what are they going to do how can they possibly daven on Yom Kippur without a minion when suddenly out of nowhere a traveler came and in those days you could have a lone traveler who would just pass through there was a lone traveler who came through Arab Yom Kippur and he said is there davening here and they said is there ever davening here and he came just at the right time you're our man Right, 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 center, center. Right, he's he's the tenth man, and uh, they dabbled. They had Mama should have beautiful Yom for the man was clearly special. He didn't barely talked, he sat in the corner, he didn't sit. He stood. They said the legend is he stood the whole time and just dabbling, dabbling, dabbling and dabbling a little more. Uh, the people that don't sit during the entire your entire time it's uh, Shachris and Musaf and Mincha and Ne'ilah all one in one, all uh, all in one stream. Motzi Yom Kippur, everybody, of course, is tripping over, they're all tripping over one another to do what, what uh, all the Jews of Chevron always did. And of course, that's to do a little os- home hospitality, and invite the strange man to, as their guest, the personal guest, to break the fast. Um, he said, thank you so much, thank you so much. You'll just permit me, I have a few more trilas I haven't finished. Uh, give me a little, little, little time in privacy. They gave him his privacy when they went back to retrieve him. He was gone, and of course the assumption was Earlier that enough, their yeah, tenth yeah. man was Avram Avinu. Oh. Avram Avinu, Lomais, right? So they obviously Mamas cool. haven't made even even when they need to come back. It's interesting. It's interesting. Would, it, would, would Avram Avinu count dominion? Did he die? Did he not die? It's all Was Eliyahu in status around that same time period? About a hundred years later, Yo. a fascinating chuba we just talked about in <laughs> <ten> history. The asked a question. It's Yeah, Mamas. There's a whole. There's a shaila the Chacham Svi takes up. Um, could you count a golem as the tenth man in your vision? Uh, interesting. He's not so. He can't that's answer. answer main um, What was the time period of the? We can answer It's around the 17th century, 16th. Century. Very few so, like how were able. Let me do a Golem can't talk. Okay. Could be. Could be. Okay, so that's very few golems are able to talk <laughs> That's the story. That's the legend. Holy that's the legend. We're gonna dive in now. Queen of Davin now. I, the reason why, look, I thought we were diving in the shore The shore is very beautiful. Tell you a little bit about the shore that then we'll dive. Uh, we, have, we have a Mount Is there water? The is a- uh, I think Rabbi uh, Dovid mentioned that like, golems that? are good to talk. Oh, to oh, me. They're they're like Great, for great people. There are levels to it, not just one level. So first of all, I didn't want to dive in a mosque. I'm just thinking And the seven that, steps but... is under the open sky. Even though we get a little bit of covering here, it's better to dive under under a roof than in the open sky. And I like to, dab, I like to also dive in a quieter, less distracting place. But we're also standing in the footsteps of holy forebears. Everybody lived in Erezkovich. You know, to live in that period under that kind of uh, under that kind of deprivation, uh, you had to be you had to be very special. Was wasn't was possible to do that. So um, I like to cover for that. The um, 1929, we'll talk about the, the full story, there was a terrible, terrible massacre, terrible massacre in Hebron, and the Jewish community was all but totally evacuated, a couple Jews lingered, one of them owned the dairy, and so he, he managed to, he had a that he endured, he but even he was evacuated by the British in 1936, and um, we saw the pictures, the shul was Desecrated, was damaged, was destroyed. Before that, one of the uh, one of this actually a secular a secular soldier had come here, had fallen in love with the with the architecture of the of the ancient shul, and actually drew it is a, as a part time kind of a hobby. His name was Pinkerfeld, and he drew the whole ground plan of the place, and he drew pictures of it, and he, he he measured the dimensions, and he had all that in his possession. Cut fast forward. In the 1970s, his son Uri Pinkerfeld, the secular guy in Kibbutz, uh, has the has the plans. The father's passed away, but the son is still around, and he brings the plans to some of the uh, residents who've returned to Hebron, And he says, "What do you say? Should we rebuild, rebuild this place?" And they say, "Sure." And they take up they take the, the, they take the plans, the ground plans, and they rebuild it. if you look inside. The structure, even though it was destroyed, it's been rebuilt, and they, they were, they, 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 a lot of love and care went into it to rebuild it almost exactly according to the original dimensions, uh, with uh, chandeliers and all. So, um, so you can dig inside and appreciate the artwork. We're just outside, so it's good enough. And down uh, with all the everything you're taking away today, all the all the insights, all the inspiration from the holy Sadiki who associated with this place, uh, we have we have a three of them like official.